Expectations. We all have them. Realistic or unrealistic, expectations are part of our everyday lives. Follow us as we journey to understand how expectations changed the lives of people in biblical times and how they are still affecting us today. Well, hello everybody. This is Marcus. And Trisha. And we are... The Messengers. Can I say that that way? You can. I, I was just looking at her. I was waiting for her to come up with something. <laughs> Let her We're come up with messengers. something first this time. <laughs> well, uh, hi everybody. Uh, we are so glad you are, are joining us today. I'm not sure what day it is or what night it might be with you listening to this, but we are... Uh, it's it's Sunday afternoon for us. Yes. And um, I'm getting ready to make dinner here in a little bit, but we want to go ahead and record a, a new episode. And today's episode is going to be about expectations. Yeah, what kind of expectations? There's a lot of expectations. There's different kinds. There's good and mm-hmm. bad, realistic, unrealistic. Yeah. We're going to go through a lot of those today. And what kind of what expectations about who? Is it about us only? Not us only, right. but God. Okay. But it is also about us too. And other people too, right? And other people. <laughs> There's we have a lot of, you know, people expectations. People in the Bible. Yeah. Um there's, there's really a lot to talk about today. Yep. All right. So let's start off with, you want to start off with just the definition of what expectation is? Yeah. Okay. Well, let me, let me jump on over that one then. You do that. <laughs> All right. So the definition of expectation is a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. Or it also is a belief that someone will or should achieve something. That's right. So it's kind of a, a belief that something will happen or it's about someone specific and what they will do or should or could do. Could, would, should, or did. Did? Is that did? a word? I don't think that's a word. <laughs> it's, just a, it's a good did. We're talking about, <laughs> talking about dictionary definitions, okay. and that's not one of them. Gotcha. <laughs> so expectations are things we have in every area of our life. Our expectations can be either realistic or unrealistic, depending on where we are in our relationship with God and how renewed our minds are. So, like we said, we're going to kind of just discuss these. Okay. Um, Good expectations should be the result of a good relationship with God. Mm -hmm. Negative expectations stem from more of a self-centered point of view. Right. When we're trying to do things in our own strength, we start to look more at our circumstances and then put unrealistic expectations on ourselves because we're not trusting in God. Right. So we're looking at ourselves and we're we're putting unrealistic things, expectations on us because so, we're taking God out of the picture. So things that we really can't achieve without him. That's right. Okay. That's right. So we're going to look at some examples, but when we start talking about these examples, I want you guys to really listen closely because these examples that we're going to be talking about, they when we we talk about them this, they sound similar. Mm-hmm. So pay really close attention. You may have to rewind the, the audio or take it back a little bit just to kind of get or listen to it a couple of times to really kind of get the full picture yeah. of what we're about to talk about. Yeah. All right. So let's look at some realistic expectations that we have in our everyday lives. And these are attainable goals that we can set 
and fully expect them to come to pass. All right. So we have some examples here. Right. So one of them would be like to pay our bills when we work and have the money. That's right. If you don't work and you don't have money, you can't pay your bill. But when you do, then you can pay that bill, and that's a, a realistic expectation. Right. So another one would be to lose weight when we eat healthier. That's right. So that's another expectation that really will come to pass when you, if you eat healthier. Right. And there are, you know, diseases that people have or things that hold them back, but right. you can't just sit there and eat junk food all day and not do anything, exercise or anything, and expect to, to lose weight. Right. Because um, that's an unrealistic expectation. <laughs> I always was worried that, you know, I could eat healthy, but I would just way overeat healthy. <laughs> and it wouldn't do any good because it would just be the worst. So you got to know your limits. <laughs> yes. And uh, another one would be like to leave, read the Bible in a year. Mm -hmm. That is something that if you have the discipline and, you know, you do it day by day by day, you can fully expect to do that. Or right. in any time frame that you said, it doesn't just have to be a year. That was, these are just examples right. of some things that are realistic that can come to pass. So now let's look at some biblical references to these things um, in such accounts like Nehemiah. We see this in Nehemiah. He roused the Israelites' faith by providing a realistic goal of rebuilding their city. Now it may not have seemed realistic at the time because the city was in complete ruin. Right. They had totally the, destroyed the whole, all of Israel. The wall were just gone. Yeah. They were just There was hardly rubble. anything there. Yeah. They had no protection at all. But they trusted Nehemiah and these people heard from God and they weren't willing to back down. So they set up a system for everyone to be included in the rebuilding process and everyone had to be doing something. Mm -hmm. There were even people working on the wall and holding weapons at the same time right. to fight off the enemy from coming to to, to, to make, destroy them. Yeah. yeah, to, to stop them. And, and and this whole account can be found if you read Nehemiah, uh, chapter three through six. That's right. It's really amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, but we're, right now we're just going to look at a at a couple verses out of Nehemiah four, verses eight sixteen to eighteen, and this is out of the NIV. It says, from that day on, half of my men did the work, while the other half were equipped with spears, shield, bows, and armor. The officers posted themselves behind all the people of Judah who were building the wall. Those who carried materials did their work with one hand and held a weapon in the other. And each of the builders wore his sword at his side as he worked. But the man who sounded the trumpet stayed with me. Right, and that was Nehemiah saying that. Mm -hmm. So every we can see every person had a job, and no matter what it was, they were able to fight off the enemy if they were to come after them because they had this dream. And it was, you know, it seemed maybe unrealistic at the time, but it was something that with God they could get, definitely get done, and they did. And with God all things are possible, right? That's right. So let's look in the New Testament. We read the parable of the rich young ruler. And this is found in Mark 10, verses 17 to 22. And this is actually out of the NLT, the New Living Translation. As Jesus was starting out on his way to Jerusalem, a man came running up to him, knelt down and asked, 
Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good, Jesus asked. Only God is truly good. But to answer your question, you know the commandments. You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. You must not cheat anyone and honor your father and mother. Teacher, the man replied, I've obeyed all these commandments since I was young. And looking at the man, Jesus felt genuine love for him. And there is still one thing you haven't done, he told him. Go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. And at this the man's face fell, and he went away sad, for he had many possessions. That's so hard, and we see that in people today. Um, what Jesus was asking this man to do was completely attainable. It was not an outlandish expectation, but to this man, it seemed to be. You know, he had made money an idol, and he couldn't even comprehend giving all of it up. So, now let's move on to some unrealistic expectations in our everyday lives. These are things that cannot come to pass. Well, they can. They They could, but it's like a one one in a million or one in a trillion chance. I, I don't know. Some some of these could, some yeah. of these probably not. So. These are just really unrealistic expectations. And so, for example, would be winning the lottery without even buying a ticket. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Right. You know? Unless somebody gives it to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How about winning the, lottery without ha- winning the lottery without having a ticket? Yeah. Yeah. That's more like it. How about being perfect? Physically, emotionally, mentally. You know, so many people today try to obtain perfection um, physically. They have surgeries, change their bodies all around, do many other things, and trying to achieve perfection. And it's interesting if you look at the people who do that. Like, take, for example, the people who have surgery. You know, I know some people that are like, well, I just want to get my nose done, and that'll make me look better. And they do that, and they're like, oh, wait, I need my cheeks done, too, or I need a face. It just keeps going and going and going because they're never going to reach perfection. Right. And then next thing you know, their ears are touching in the back of their head. (laughs) No. I mean, (laughs) yes, but that's it. They, They usually, a lot of times, end up looking worse than they did in the first place. And, and that's because they're trying to unrealistically expect something to happen. Right. So another form is um, being taller when you're full grown right. without shoes. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about this earlier. I said, well, what about platform shoes? She's like, no, physically, physically taller without the use of, of any kind of uh, stilts or <laughs> high heels or platform shoes. You can make yourself taller, but not physically your your whole body taller barefoot taller is what she's talking about <laughs> yes barefoot taller that's just something that's an unrealistic expectation right so those are just kind of the ideas that we have they're just we cannot do any of these things on our own obviously here are some bible stories that show us that even in times of trials when there seems to be no way god makes a way right so the first one we're going to look at is, of course, Moses and the Red Sea. When That's that right. sea got split and mm-hmm. the, the and Israelites walked across it. On dry land. On dry land. When they got on the other side, of course, you know, we know the story. Uh, Pharaoh's 
army followed behind, and as soon as all the Israelites were uh, out of the, out of the water or where the water was, just came back down and killed all of his army. Killed all of Pharaoh. Wow. And that is something that would be unrealistic to expect because only God can do that. Right. So God can make, um, like he can make a way when there is no way. Right. Um, the same with Esther, right. the whole story of Esther. Um, all the things that she did, she were not allowed to be done. She went to the king without his permission. She asked for um, her people to be saved and things like that, that she just weren't allowed to happen, but God made a way right. for them to happen. So, And another one would be Lazarus when he was raised from the dead. Yeah. You know, he, was, he was dead, what, three days? Yeah. Three days. And they totally weren't expecting Jesus to come to his tomb and say, Lazarus, come forth. Yeah. And have Lazarus come out of his, uh, his burial clothes. Yeah. So that, you know, that would be impossible with us. Right. But with God. Right. All things possible. are possible. And, and we can even take a look at all of Jesus' ministry. Everything that he did was from God, but it was totally unrealistically expectations for the people of that time nobody expected to get healed like that you know blind to see lame to walk everything like that his whole ministry was like an unexpected um blessing yeah (laughs) yes we also have to talk about realistic bad expectations in our lives and there are people who don't know and trust in god and they only expect bad things to happen to them People actually expect that God will punish them because he's mad at them. And And we know that that God doesn't work that way. He doesn't do bad things to us because he's mad at us. He's not, you know, he loves us. He's a good God. And so some examples of people that think this thing are they illnesses, for example. Right. Um, People, you say it better when you say well people expect that God puts an illness on them so that they can learn something yes. so that they can be taught something through their illness and that is not the fact at not all not at all you know uh, I don't understand where people get this from but they've been taught this mm-hmm. they've probably been taught it all their life yeah and the sad part about this is, is they believe it they believe God wants to hurt them or put them through something to teach them something that's not how it is Right. You know, if God wants to teach something, He teaches us through the Word. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we don't need to we don't need to to get sick to learn something. We can look at Job. Yeah. And we can look at all these different other people that were sick in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Look at the woman with the issue of blood. I mean, there's many examples. Right. That, uh, but God is not going to put sickness on us to to teach us anything. That's right. That is not from God. That is from the enemy. That is from the devil. Mm-hmm. Any kind of sickness. So. Yeah. Just to make things clear. (laughs) (laughs) Another realistic bad expectation would be for people to not be able to have money for food. Now, there are definitely people who don't have money for food. But there are people who expect to not have money. They just go around, oh, I never have enough money. Oh, I'll never have enough money for food. I'll never have enough money. I'll never, you know, have enough of, you know, just on and on like that. And they, they are speaking death 
over their life, and they're expecting these bad things to happen. Right, and that's the reason they're expecting that is because that's what's in their heart. Mm-hmm. It says the mouth speaks what the heart wants. Mm-hmm. Mouth speaks. What is it? The mouth speaks what from 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 the mouth the heart speaks. Right there we mm-hmm. go. Something like that. <laughs> so, so that's what's in their heart. Their 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 heart is saying, "I'm I can't do this." Yeah, and they just totally expect bad things to happen to them no matter what it is but what do we say a minute ago with god all things are possible amen another thing is for praying for evil to happen to someone i mean not just praying but just just speaking it over somebody i hope you die or something like that um that that's a a realistic bad expectation that you know Mm -hmm. we shouldn't be be those those words shouldn't be coming out of our mouth that's right so we have some biblical examples of people who don't trust in God and they receive realistic bad expectations. Right. So the first person or people, set of people we're going to look at is Adam and Eve and the fall in the garden. So they did not trust God like they should and they received something bad. It really was something bad. It did happen. Right. So. And then there's Job. There's so many things that happen to him, not just the sickness, <laughs> but his family, his, his, his children, yeah. uh, his cattle. Everything Lost seemed to be everything. taken from him. Lost everything. Then there's the Pharisees who took God out and put their own religious spin on the, on the Bible. On, mm-hmm. on not the Bible, but on the scriptures. The scriptures yeah. mm-hmm. They didn't trust God enough to... To take the time to learn from him or to really know him. They had gone through so much of this is passed down, this is passed down. And they they started, it got to where they they liked the feeling of people listening to them. And they, they liked people looking up to them and paying more attention to them. They had the feeling of enjoyment. And I mean, we all feel like that when people look up to us. We, we, it makes us feel good, but the Pharisees had taken it to another level, and they wanted people to worship them. So they were not trusting God anymore. They trusted what they said and what happened to them, and it, it unfortunately led so many people astray. So this is, that was very sad. Now there are bad things that do happen to people who take God out of the picture and blatantly turn their backs on him. That is so sad, but we see it over and over and over. We have a choice, just like all these people did that we're talking about. We have a choice, but sometimes we don't realize there are consequences for not trusting God. Right. And there certainly are. (laughs) Yeah. So we also find that there are unrealistic bad expectations in our present life. That's right. So some examples of these would be like the sky is falling. Yeah. People are just, people running around and say, oh, the sky is falling. Just totally unrealistic things. Or totally believing the world is flat. Yeah. I mean, there's There's a group of people that that believe that right now. (laughs) There's so many things that people construe, like phobias, you know. These are, they're unrealistic things. And it's like Satan gets that in your heart and just turns that, that truth into a lie. And then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until it's totally unrealistic. Well, I mean, you tell a lie long enough and eventually you're going to believe it. That's right. 
That's right. And a lot of times, you know how when you're you're talking to people, like you tell someone something, and then they tell it to someone. It's that little game that you used to play when you were young, or or if, I don't know, even if you're older, you can still play it. But you tell something to someone, and then it goes around a circle. And by the time it gets back to you, it's usually something totally different than what you said in the first <laughs> place. Yep. So. Yep. In biblical times, we find accounts of unrealistically bad things that did come to pass. So these are things that realistically shouldn't have happened, but they did. And you'll, you'll see some of this in some examples we have here. So like in the example, for example, we have the finger writing on the wall found in Daniel 5. So it was when Nebuchadnezzar's son, Belshazzar, he defiled the items taken from the temple of God in Jerusalem. When they came and struck down Jerusalem, they had all the gold cups and silver things and all these wonderful, beautiful things that were offered to the Lord and were used in the temple. His son Belshazzar just used them as uh, just as revelry. He was indul indulging in wine. He, he had a party. They were getting drunk and stuff like that. Right. And he's like, well, let's use these good things. And and then we find um, in Daniel 5 what happens. So, Okay, so Daniel 5, verse 25 to 28. And this is going to be read out of the Amplified. So you have to, you have to forgive me if I <sighs> skip a couple of words here. <laughs> the words that were written on the wall were interesting. It says... This is the inscription that was written. Mini, mini, tickle, uparsin. And that means numbered, numbered, weighed, and divided. So this is the interpretation of the message. Mini is God has numbered the days of your kingdom and put an end to it. Tickle. You have been weighed on the scales of righteousness and found deficient. Perez, or uparsin. Your kingdom has been divided and given over to the Medes and the Persians. That's right. So when God does something like that, they're, you know, he's serious about his stuff, like the, the cups and all of, not just the physical stuff, but mm -hmm. that those physical items were blessed. Right. And when someone used them out of his blessing, I mean, he's going to show up and you know something bad's going to happen. <laughs> and exactly all of that stuff did happen. Mm -hmm. the, the Medes and Persians came and split everything that his father that had done. That very day. Mm-hmm. Right then. That, that, or that night. Yeah. So another example we can see is with Elijah. We love this one. And the worshipers of Baal. When they were on Mount Carmel after the drought, you can read all of this in 1 Kings 18, like 16 through 45 is the whole account. But Elijah knew that the Lord was God of Israel, and he fully expected God to send his holy fire and burn his water-drenched offering. It may have seemed unrealistic to everybody else, but Elijah never doubted. Right. He knew that no matter how unrealistic in people's terms it could be, everything is possible with God. And we right. will say that over and over. <laughs> but um, let's look and see um, a, a verse about that. Right. So this is 1 Kings 18, verses 36 to 38. And again, this is out of the Amplified. So at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice... Elijah the prophet approached the altar and said, O Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant 
and that I have done all these things at your word. Answer me, O Lord, answer me, so that this people may know that you, O Lord, are God, and that you have turned their hearts back to you. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offering and the wood and even the stones and the dust. It also lifted the water in the trench. That's right. I mean, I love that story. It just, they totally had no idea. You know, the Israelites were so lost at this time. It was just, they were serving Baal and idols and stuff like that. And, and Elijah came and he had the word of God with him. He knew who God was and, and God showed up in a very real way that day. And you know, God, Elijah was having a good time with this because before <laughs> that, the Baals were trying to do stuff and he was just heckling them. Yeah, he was giving them a hard time. It really is a great story. Yeah. <laughs> Read it. It's awesome. And this very day, 450 prophets of Baal were killed. They were killed. That just proves that God does not mess around when people persecute him or his people. And further on, if we read, we find out how Jezebel fared with her unexpected demise. And you can read that in 2 Kings 9, verses 30 to 37. And she, when you read all of this, Jezebel had a big part to play in the scenario with Elijah. So it's just pointing out that God, he doesn't mess around when it comes to his kids. Now God, speaking about God, he only has realistic expectations of us. He loves us. And he just expects us to choose to love him. He expects us to listen to him, to love others, to fulfill the Great Commission. He expects these things, but it's important to know that he doesn't demand them from us. He loves us enough to let us know the things we need to do. And he will always lead and guide us when we put our trust in him and give him control of our lives. That's right. So we have the right to choose God. And he, he doesn't expect anything more from us than we can give him. So I know people think, oh, God expects me to be perfect and he expects me to never fail. He, that's not true. You know, he knows you're human. He knows what's going to happen. What he expects from us is to repent and to turn from our sin. He expects us to love him. And that's something, these are all things that we choose to do. Right. And we choose them because we love him. That's right. All right. So some people actually have unrealistic expectations of God. Mm -hmm. So people who don't know him or have not received him as their savior have many beliefs that we as believers know are not true. That's right. So let's look at some of those examples. Right. And this is very prevalent today. We hear this a lot. Some people um, unrealistically expect that all good people go to heaven. Yep. And as nice as that sounds for everybody, it's just not true. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a lie that Satan has made and tries to blind people with. And what it is is, you know, when you're out witnessing to people, you'll hear this quite often. You'll ask uh, do you think you'll go to heaven? And they'll say, yeah. And you say, well, why, why is that? What have you done? So I'm a good person. Mm -hmm. And then you got to take them through the, good, the Ten Commandments when you, they say they're a good person because then Ten Commandments shows them that they're not a good person and that they do deserve to go to hell. But 
you always point him back to the Savior and say, because of what Jesus did, your fine has been paid, and you don't have to go here because you have not only trusted in the Lord Jesus as your Savior, but you've also repented of your sins, you've turned away from them, and you've changed your life because, the, because God changes your life when you give your, your life to Him. Mm-hmm. You know, God will put those things, if you have truly meant it from your heart, then God will completely change those, those thoughts I mean, it may not it may, may not happen immediately. It didn't happen immediately for me because it took me a while to get to where I am today, and it I still does. struggle. You know, we're always going to have a struggle. Right. But the fact is, I know now. I know who God is. I know what the Word says. I am who the who the Word says I am. And the greatest thing about this is, we can teach others the same thing. That's right. The truth. We're not going to teach them a religion. We're going to teach them what the Bible says, what the Word says, mm-hmm. and we're not going to give them our own thought about it. Right. This is because this is what God says. Mm-hmm. This is the right way. Right. So some examples that we're going to look at of these expect unrealistic expectations on God, or is that uh, another one is that God is always angry at us. That's right. People think He just sits up in heaven and says, "You didn't do that perfectly, so I'm mad at you." You know. Yeah. You didn't say you love me, so I'm mad at you. And that's that's not how he is. He's he's a loving God. Right. And um, I think some of the only times he gets angry is when when the devil gets to us or people provoke us. You know, mm-hmm. there there is righteous anger. There is. Yeah. And I think he, <laughs> I think he gets mad when people pick on his people, mm-hmm. <laughs> when the enemy picks on him. But he's not he's not mad at us. He, right. He loves his children. He loves all of us. All of us, even the unbelievers. So the other example we kind of came up with is that he is always waiting for us to mess up. Yeah. You know, he's not up there doing that. Mm -mm. He loves us. That's not what a a loving father does. That's right. So, anyway. He loves us and he wants to give good and precious gifts to his children. Right. He's a good, good father. So we as believers can rest in the knowledge that God is for us and that he loves us as his own children. We can realistically believe what we read in the Bible and stand on the promises of God. Jesus showed us that we can expect the very best of God. Right. All right, so let's look at some examples of uh, Scripture, okay? So one of the first one we're going to look at is that uh, Hebrews 13, 5. This is out of the Amplified, and this is uh, the example for this one is that He will take care of us. It says this, so Hebrews 13, verse 5. Let your character, your moral essence, your inner nature be free from the love of money. Shun greed and be financially ethical. Being content with what you have, for He has said, I will never under any circumstances desert you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. Nor will I in any degree leave you helpless, nor I will nor will I forsake or let you down or relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. That's right. And that's what that's what God says. So another thing he says that we that we can expect is that he will keep us from the evil one. And Jesus prayed this on the night that he was crucified. He was talking to God in John 17, 15 in the Amplified. It says, I do not ask you to take them out of the world, 
but that you keep them and protect them from the evil one. Yeah. So Jesus didn't say, you know, oh, take all the good people out of the world and just leave the bad people. No, he wants <laughs> to have his children protected, you know. Yep. He wants us believers to be protected and so that we can help reach the unbelievers yep. and and show them the, the true way. All right. So another one we have is that he will always, always, always love us. That's right. And this is John 14, 23 out of the NIV. Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My father will love them and he, we will come to them and make our home with them. That's amazing. I love that. And that's what he does. When you invite him into your life, he comes in and he loves it. We love it. (laughs) So another thing that God will do is he will show us mercy and grace. In the Hebrews 4.16, in the NIV, it says, Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Amen. Man, that's a good one. And the last one we'll look at is that he will give us eternal life when we accept him as our Savior. Mm -hmm. And this is found in John 17, verse 3 out of the NLT. And this is the way to have eternal life, to know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. Amen. That's good. So we all have realistic and unrealistic expectations of ourselves and God. Even as believers, sometimes we get ourselves into situations that we expect God to just get us out of without having to do anything, without any involvement on our part, and that's not how it works either. But we can rest assured knowing that God loves us and has only realistic expectations of us. When we put our trust in Him, we can realistically do anything He tells us to, no matter how unrealistic it seems by this world's standards everything is possible with god amen amen everything all things and ever and all time anything (laughs) everything all things anything so everything all things all the time all the time all the time and god is good (laughs) all the time (laughs) well that's the uh the last of what we have about expectations today but uh i want to ask you out there have, have you ever given your life to Jesus. You know, we've been talking about giving your life to Jesus in this episode. We've been talking about repenting and about trusting on the Lord Jesus. But if you've never done that in your life before, you know, I I would like to invite you to, to really, if you get anything out of this, to listen to what we're about to talk about. So choosing Jesus as your Lord and Savior is the most important decision that you will ever make in your entire life. And don't, like I said, don't ever trust what we're saying. What does the Word say? So the word says this in Romans 10, verses 9 through 10, that if you will confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And then a little bit further down at Romans 10, verse 13, it says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Right? Does that make sense? Yes. All right. So by God's grace, he's already done everything uh, to provide salvation for you. Your part is to simply believe and receive. You see, it's not by what you do. It's not by how good of a person you are or how, how much you help somebody else. 
You know, it's nothing about works. It's nothing about you. It's about Jesus. It's about what he's already done for us. I'm going to kind of lead you in in a prayer right now. And I want you, if, if you're ready to give your heart to Jesus and change your eternal destination, I want you... When, when we say these things, I want this to come out. You ha- has to come from your heart. All right. So if you're ready to do this, I just want you to pray this out loud. And we're going to we're going to just go through this. And, and I, we, we want to hear from you if you if you prayed this out loud with us. OK, so say, Jesus. I confess that you are my Lord and Savior. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. By faith in your word, I receive salvation now. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Amen. And if you just prayed that, like I said, we want to hear from me, but you also need to do another thing. You need to repent of your sins. Uh, now, what that means is just confess your sins to God and say, God, I'm sorry that I did this. You need to be sorry for what you've done, and you need to be sorry for the things that you've done. But you can tell those to God. You don't have to tell them to, to the, whoever it is that, you're, that you've sinned against, because most of the time we've sinned against God. So he wants to know that we've had a repentant heart. As you do that, as you have become a, a believer, You've got to start reading the Word. You've got to know what the Word says because the enemy will always come against you or the enemy will always come at you trying to make you believe that the word, what you just said didn't mean anything. So it's important to know what the Word says and what it says about you. Right? Right. All right. So if you have, uh, if you will do this, uh, go to our website. It's www.themessengersradio.com and click on the Contact Us button and fill that little form out. Let us know that you've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior or you've recommitted your life. Mm -hmm. We would love to hear from you. We would love to help you in any way. But you need to start reading the Bible. If you don't have one, you've got one for your phone. they got one for tablets. they got one for computers, and they're all free. Now, if you need a physical one, let us know. We'll try to get you a physical one out to you wherever you live, if it's possible. Yeah. Sometimes it's impossible to get to these uh, other countries. countries yeah. yeah. So anyway, we hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode. Yes. And until next episode, we'll talk with you later. <laughs> That's right. We love you guys. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Messengers. Don't forget to visit us at our website, www.themessengersradio.com.